Hello, beautiful people of Mother Earth. My name is Elijah. What's your name? Somebody's curious about the person on the other side of the screen. Hopefully you had a great start to your day. And the rest of your day is starting to turn out amazing. Um, what I would like to talk about today is what does water mean to you? I'm going to give you the dictionary definition of it, how the world's perspective on water, and how we as people <clears throat> treat water on a daily basis, including myself. So the definition of water, a colorless, transparent, odorless liquid that forms the seas, lakes, rivers, and rain in the, on the basis of the fluids of living organisms. A stretch or area of water such as a river, sea, or lake. So let's ponder about that. Water, a very life-giving resource, isn't it? Because without water, we definitely would not be here. Because our bodies are made up of 67 to 73% water. That's crazy in itself. And most of the foods that we eat, especially vegetables, carry a lot of water. So it's great for our skin, for our brain health, for our mental alertness, for our immune system, everything. So you can never go wrong with water. Now, in terms of the earth, the water covers almost two thirds, if not more, of the planet. And, you know, you hear about this stuff about global warming. And when global warming takes an effect, that's a, really a thing, too. Uh, I mean, NASA stated it um, in the United Nations as well. If you think about water and the, the rate the polar ice caps are melting, the Earth's temperature is going to change by um, two degrees less than what it is right now. Now, on, on a global scale, the climate is really going to affect um, the colder areas because they thrive on that air being so cold for the ice to stay in the way in the form that it is. So by that um, decreasing, basically, it's going to be a lot more fresh water dumped, which can cause tsunamis, can cause a whole bunch of other things that is result of water. And then when you think about us, now we're going to have a lot more fresh water, which is good because we want fresh water because it's only about 5% of the water that we could actually use on this planet. Um, most of the water we can't use, we can't distill all that seawater. It's really hard to take all that salt and everything out for us to be able to drink it. So it's only about 5% fresh water that we can use. And basically what I'm saying is, are we taking water for granted? Are you taking water for granted? Now, when you think about the agriculture of the planet and how often uh, a lot of us eat meat to survive, uh, eat meat to survive, it's about 70% of all water consumption, the food agriculture for the grains, for the steer, for the pigs, the cow, I mean, for the lambs, all, all the chickens, all the animals that you would find in a typical farm, their consumption of water plus with the grain that they're eating for us to feed them is about 70% of the water consumption. And then 20% for industry and then 10% for domestic use. So if you think about it, the world is only using of the water that we're able to use from the 5% fresh water, only 10% of that 5% we're actually drinking. Now, that other 70% is being used for water, uh, I mean, for agriculture, for us to eat animals. Now, if you think about plants, most of the plants doesn't require so much water as compared to the, the, the cattle. And if we were to consume more plants instead of more animal consumption, we would actually decrease 
that percentage of 70% of all water usage being geared towards that to about 23%. That's a huge difference, almost, almost three times less than of that that you use for the cattle, the chickens, and all the other um, crops and farms that you, uh, that you take hold in for the water use. Now, now think about this for a moment. 20% is for industry, so that's like your clothes and all this other stuff that you buy. And then between 1,000 and 4,000 liters of water are needed to produce a single liter, liter of biofuel. Scary. That's why we're trying to go towards using more solar panels and creating our own energy through bikes and the windmills to globally reduce that. And I think a lot of us take water for granted and we shouldn't be taking water for granted. Water is life. We were born in water inside of our mother's womb, inside of her stomach. We were saturated with the water. We were consumed and fully immersed in that water. We was taking in life, whether we realized it or not, because our consciousness wasn't to the degree of what it is now, but we were taking it in and we were um, consumed by the water. Now, when that water breaks and you hear that saying all the time, you're finally being released out there into the world. And the crazy thing is, unless you have access or the privilege to, to swimming pools and beaches that are close to you, the majority of us are not going to be able to know how to swim. I'm included in one of those people. I'm still learning. I know how to somewhat float and kind of swim, but I'm not fully there myself. Now, if you think about that, it's crazy. Like we have, it's such a natural thing for us, but yet a lot of us don't know how to swim once we reach a certain age if we haven't been in the water for such a long period of time. And that's a problem. And of course, I feel like that should be something that's big in school because we never know of some catastrophic event where we're gonna need to know how to swim to save our loved ones, to save ourselves. And we didn't learn how to swim. And as a result, we perish. And I don't want us to be a part of that. So for those who are like 20 and up, 18 up, whatever, you don't know how to swim, take local swimming classes, go to a swimming pool uh, with a friend that knows how to swim and let them uh, or allow them to teach you because it's going to be very useful for you one day. Now, besides me going off on a rant um, and, and slash tangent, I always, I, I don't know what it is. My mind goes a million miles per second. Let's bring it back to what water means to you and what it means to the world. Sadly, I don't think the world is taking water for what it is and we're appreciating it appreciating it at its level that we should be appreciating it because the average person uses way more water to take a shower um than you actually need you only need about a good two minutes to three minutes of actual showering you don't need five to ten minutes that uses about four times more water than you have used if you just um, went towards a two-minute route Okay, and then when it comes to hot water, it's a longer process. So some of us should be going towards using cold water. But of course, a lot of us don't like using cold water because it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel great on the skin at first, but when you get used to it and you adapt, you find it to be a whole lot better. Hot water relaxes the muscles. Um, Cold water actually rejuvenates it and gives it more life back into the muscle and repairs it at a higher degree than the warm water does. So believe it or not, even though a lot of you may not like cold showers, cold showers are very, very good for you. Now, in terms of myself, you know, a lot of us leave the faucet on for more than we need to. Uh, but at the same time, as much water are we, as we're using for all of these outsourced things, we're not internalizing that water. We need to be consuming about a gallon of water a day, which your average American is only consuming about 10% of what they really need throughout the day. So the majority of us are dehydrated. That's why we're headache, we have headaches, 
we're more irritable, we're more constipated, we don't feel as good, our skin doesn't look as good, is because of the decreased water consumption that we're not having on a daily basis, but we should be having. Now, when you think about water in nature as a resource for what it is, it's very peaceful to watch waves go up and down and hear the sound of it as it crashes on the shore and hits the sand. It is unbelievably peaceful. Or when you're inside and you hear the water running off the awning or smacking on the top of the building and you hear each droplet hit, it is so peaceful. You can't argue with that. And and at some point, when you go in the water, it almost feels like that's where you're supposed to be. Because believe it or not, subconsciously, our brain never forgets where we come from. We come out of that womb, that embryonic sac that is full of water. That is in our natural state. We're, we are being created and molded over the course of 10 months in that. So you can imagine why it feels so natural to be into water. And now if you take water into a philosophical standpoint, um, water, oh my gosh, it's one of the best things you can use philosophy. I mean, Bruce Lee said it, uh, said it best, uh, become, to become like water. Water can crash, water can flow. Be water, my friend. So if you think about it, water takes the shape of a teacup. Water takes the shape of a regular cup. Water takes the shape of a car when it's in the car once it's submerged on the water. Water takes the shape of anything. Water is nowhere. At the same time, water is everywhere. Let that ponder for a moment. Like It's crazy when you think about that philosophy. So that's just like you being open. The reason why water could take shapes of all different types of things because it's open availability that it has to maneuver around all types of spaces. And that's how you should be. And it's never allowing itself to be comfortable in one because if it gets that one moment where it's switching aside and it goes over into something else and take that other shape, that's what the water is going to do. And that's what you need to do. And that's how you should apply it to your life. Never get comfortable with being where you are in your life. There's always more that you can reach, but you know, in order to get to that point, you have to realize how much you really mean to the planet because we're all here for a moment to contribute to the well-being of the human race, the animal kingdom. We're all a part of the animal kingdom and just us as a whole, the whole earth as one unit. So if you put yourself through that standpoint and how water is able to adapt into each situation, you would realize that all you have to be is just completely yourself and you'll be able to adapt and, uh, and switch and change with any situation or anything that presents itself to you. But the thing is society takes us away from being ourselves and we become like frozen water still and stuck, even though we're not. And we're not, you want to be like loose water. You want to be pliable. You do not want to be rigid because the moment you have that dam up and the water can't get over that dam, like you're going to be in an infinite like space where you cannot move forward. And we're all about progressing, right? Like once we get that one wave, we want to get two waves, want to get three waves, want to get four waves. And eventually that wave will overcome that obstacle that's in front of it. That's how you want to be. You never want to be comfortable. That's never a place where you want to be. So like you have to be like, moving water not water that's crashing you want to be like moving water if you look at yourself as that a breathing entity that is a part of this life and just experiencing it as a whole and we all have alternate different realities and you're seeing what's our purpose here everything will start to make sense to you
But you have to be able to open your mind up for things to happen, allowing the water to pass in all sectors and chapters of your life. Because allowing that water to use as a metaphor to yourself, you're never allowing yourself to be comfortable. You're never allowing your body to get to a pitiful form. And yes, I said pitiful, because if you're truly happy and you're on this planet and you're not taking care of your body, it's like you're taking your body for granted because you're only renting it and you only have one body. So don't take your body for granted. Now, in terms of water, I just want everybody to be more conscious of water and understand what water is really to us. And going for the long haul, basically the the podcast is going to be comprised of one word randomly selected from the dictionary. Obviously, it'd be hard for you to tell, but it would be like a random word um, that I'll be choosing from the dictionary. I'm going to give you the the dictionary definition of it, the thesaurus term of it, um, what it means to me in my life, how did the world views it, how the world views it, and how others may view the word. That's basically how I'm breaking down each word randomly that I'm giving a podcast, uh, giving a, a talk on, because I feel like we as people need to know sometimes the things that we have a privilege of using or being a part of. Because that's what's going to make us more human, to, be, to have humility, to have empathy, and to make us realize on a very high conscious level what we're doing. And we want to provide, we want to make sure this planet prosper and have way more longevity than it possibly can, especially for our future generation. So I want, you to, I want everybody to stick with love and peace in your heart. Try to consume a lot more water if you're not. Um, or take cold showers, very good for the immune system, for the mental alertness and for the body. Um, Stay with peace in your heart. I love you all and take care.